Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. The real story is that Tracy saved my butt. It's been an amazing opportunity for me. So I feel like if I can make growth from it, I know anyone can. It's the best investment I've ever made in myself. It way beats a Greek holiday, and I love my Greek holidays. And thank you so much for um, uh, all the work in the session and the Marco Polo to help me. So, Tracy, you're awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's just been, it's just been amazing. And I just, if anyone's even thinking about it, do it. Even if you're just thinking about it, just do it. Just go there, you know. Just, just do it for yourself. Hey, 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 hey. Back again with another episode of Journey of Attachment. Yeah. All right. Exciting, isn't it? Yeah. So if you happen to be somebody who's insecurely attached, have imposter syndrome, and find that you intellectualize everything, and you cannot seem to get rid of the pain or cannot seem to get out of a dysfunctional relationship or into one, then what you can do is schedule a discovery call with me. Happiness at TracyCrossley.com. Okay. Anyways, today's episode, number 453. Yeah, I know I always talk about the numbers, but uh, yeah, we'll make 500 this year for sure, for sure. And this is not being the chosen one. Isn't that an interesting topic? I don't think I've actually addressed this as a whole podcast before. So first time for everything, right? Right. Okay. So what about that? Well, Here's the deal. Fear can have us running in circles when it comes to the potential loss of a partner, right? You could be trying to grab at any information, any kind of help, anything at all, a book, therapist, whatever, and also your own ideas of how to keep your relationship, right? And I think for a lot of us, We don't really even see that we're reacting in this way and what our fear actually is. Yeah, there's probably a fear of abandonment, a fear of loss, something along those lines. But at the same time, we don't know what's triggering that. And obviously, this usually happens in a dysfunctional relationship because healthy relationships really don't have a hair on fire aspect to them when it comes to somebody leaving or somebody staying. It really isn't like that. It's not the drama Healthy relationship equals lack of drama. In fact, it's not to say that there isn't ever any drama, but it's not a daily thing and it's not trying to always figure out why the relationship is or is not working. That's an unhealthy relationship. So the point is that many dysfunctional relationships, there's this idea that you got to put in all this energy, right? You got to put in all this energy, a lot of work, and yet you, probably the listener, And maybe it's the other person, it could be, 
is probably giving more energy than the other person in the relationship, right? So let's say you're the person that's putting all this energy in. You probably look at your partner who's not putting all this energy in and you always think they're wrong or if they would just get with the program, everything would be great. So that whole fear of abandonment thing can have us clinging to something that doesn't really feel good in the first place. So one of our biggest fears is not just abandonment, but being left and then having our ex move on and get married or just move on and seem happier, right? Like that's a big fear. I really remember those moments in my past of feeling like, oh my God, if they move on and blah, 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 and I'll get to that in a minute. But anyways, it can feel like the worst of all dreams coming true, right? Especially if your ex would complain about being in a relationship as though they didn't even want to be in one, or they always disparaged marriage or something where it was a negative to them, right? Oh, I never want to get married. Or, oh, God, you know, being in a relationship, do I need to be in one? Maybe we could just date. Maybe we can have an open relationship, right? Something that tells you they don't really seem very committed to having a happily forever after with you. But hey, you're going to convince them, right? You're going to do whatever you can to show them how wonderful you are. And the thing is, does that ever really work out? Do you ever end up feeling wonderful, by the way, when you're trying to prove you're wonderful? Not necessarily. But you see how this person, let's say, says this, and then maybe you've had it happen where that person's gone off and the next person they date, they marry. Or you see them out together and you go, oh my God, they're so happy. And you see them maybe doing something that this mate would never have done with you. And then you feel like shit. And you may say you are happy for them or whatever bullshit you feed yourself. But, and I'm, I'm, I'm not being mean, really. I'm not because I've been there. So you may look back on all the hard work you believe you did, but nothing seemed to bring your ex closer when you were supposedly in a relationship with them. So you might believe, and this is normal, because, and, and I'm talking normal in terms of if you have insecure attachment issues, okay, that you're going to look at it as your lack of value. And now it's been proven that it's true that you're totally worthless, right? So maybe you might scheme to run into he or she with someone new so you can show them that you are wonderful and look, you've moved on too. And maybe you will look happy to that person, Whatever it is, right, there's something you're needing from them. What if you're looking for an apology or what if they apologize to you? Or what if you or I'm sorry, what if they send you a message later telling you they miss you after you've run into them, right? So those are the things you might hope for. And you might believe the validation is what you want, right? Hearing from them afterwards. But it's really hollow. And you'll find that it really makes absolutely no difference in your life whatsoever because that person's not with you. And that's really the validation that you're seeking. It's I put all this hard work and energy in, I want to get something back out of it. I remember a long time ago, asking a psychic, I said, Okay, is there a reward for this relationship? <laughs> is there a payoff? Is something going to happen where I put all this energy and time in and you got to tell me it's been worth something? Well, it was because I learned a lot about my own attachment issues and the shit I put up with and called a relationship when it really wasn't a relationship, right? So resting your value on another person, especially someone where you had a dysfunctional relationship with in the first place, doesn't really feel good. So you may never end up feeling good if you're always looking for somebody else to validate you in this way, especially somebody who becomes an ex 
and moves on to someone else, right? So I'll give you an example. You start dating someone who is non-exclusive. They don't choose you. They choose someone else. Yikes, right? That's always fun when you compromise yourself. Uh, yeah. So compromising yourself really doesn't work. Okay, I'm going against my values. I'll do that. I mean, and if it works for you, great. But I'm saying in this case, it probably didn't. Or you did not want to break up with your mate. But this is another example. But they left and a month later, you see he or she was someone and they seem happy. You hear rumors from your friends and other people who know your ex and say, Oh, my God, they're so wonderful together. And then you hear they're getting married. And it's about how you feel. How do you personalize that, right? That's what we're talking about. It's how you take personally someone else's choices, where again, you feel like you have something at stake, where you put all this effort and energy in, and it's like, damn it, I want what I'm owed. All right, what's the call to action? Your value is not based on someone else. It is based on you. Look at where you don't take care of you right now. So we're going to talk about me today. Not a client, but me. Why? because this was a pattern in my life. Yes, it was. This happened to me more than once. It sure did. Yep. And I did not care with everyone, but I did care with many. And so and this is people I would date or even have a relationship with. That tells you a lot, right? So anyways, I was on the struggle bus in many relationships, as you all know from listening to me. I was hooked on chemistry and believing that meant a relationship would last. <laughs> yeah, didn't matter if I was more invested. I saw the possibilities of what I believed we could have if he would just get with the program. Boy, vey. Yep, this was a thing for me as an adult. I believed I had to beat somebody into submission, right? Like, hey, you got to get with my program here. And I thought I was okay. For so many years, I thought I was okay. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I had all of it going on. And I didn't. I fooled myself, really. So there was that. And the thing was, I just thought if he would be okay, because I'm okay, then we'll have a great relationship. I lived in La La Land. I really spent so much freaking time trying to transform my partner. I look at it now and I'm like, oh my God, how exhausting. I would never do that now. Never. I never do those things with my husband. I wouldn't. And it's funny because <clears throat> it took a lot for me to change that. It took a lot for me to grow my value. It's funny. And I'll just mention about value. You know, I had all of these things going on where people thought I had my shit together. I looked like a person who had her shit together, right? And I believed in this sort of fractured person that I put out there as that. And, you know, my anxiety just needed to go away. And my feelings of not being in a state of well-being just needed to go away. Okay. Like those things, I thought I need to get rid of them. But I didn't realize it was my own actions, my own thoughts that kept me in there. But I realized at some point, you know, I was never in an abusive relationship. But I thought, oh, my God, there were times where I went, do I have any value? Like, do I value myself at all? And it didn't matter how much I accomplished. It was the feelings I had of, oh, my God, I really don't value myself. And unfortunately, this would happen when I, I would have an ex, you know, we'd end up breaking up. And of course, it wasn't pretty, whether I initiated or they did, because I had a huge control issue 
well, they're not doing what I want. I am done. And I would be numb and break up. And then something would happen where I'd get triggered and realize I wasn't numb. And then I'd want them back. And oftentimes they'd moved on already. And, you know, and they also broke up with me too. So anyways, I mean, this happened so many times, right? Where I kept thinking, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Why is it that I'm not ending up with this person? Now, do I look back and go, oh, I wish I would have been with any of them? No, <clears throat> not at all. They are not people that I would have had a good match with. So for me, I, I know looking back, totally not people I should have ended up with. Anyways, but I would wonder, of course, how I could have made the relationship better because quite a few of them went off and got married to the next person or ended up in long-term relationships. So that's interesting, right? But I beat myself up. Like, why couldn't I have said yes when I said no? Because often, too, with some of these people, I could have taken it to the next level. But I didn't because I had a whole laundry list of what I thought was wrong with the relationship and what was wrong with them. And really, I was very scared to get close enough to somebody to get married for many years. I didn't realize I had a form, not, I wouldn't call it PTSD, but it's the easiest way of giving you guys an image, right, for my first marriage of my fears of having the same things repeat again. And so I didn't realize how much fear I had. And again, no, they are not people that would have been a good match. It would probably have ended in divorce. I can guarantee that with pretty much everybody I ever dated. So anyways, um, and it's funny because the last person that I, I dated, um, you know, where I had, let's say the, um, any kind of a relationship with and, the one I've talked about, I can't even tell you how many times. Um, it's really been interesting because, uh, number one, I always thought that we would end up together. And what's funny is, from what I know, he's still a hot mess. Like, you know, we didn't end up together and he didn't actually go on to somebody else. That was the only time that ever happened. But that, I don't know why. You know, part of it is that he had real avoidant tendencies. Um, he had, he was an anxious avoidant too, but, you know, I don't know. And I'm not going to analyze him, but it's just funny. But that was really the only time that that did not happen. So what is the happy ending? Well, it was a good thing. All of it didn't work out, like I said. And what's also interesting, and this is not like, oh, this is exciting, but um, where these guys moved on and got married, they actually are divorced now. So that's interesting as well. Not that I'm looking at that as any kind of validation whatsoever, because it really isn't. And I, I am in contact with some of these guys. That's how I know. And we're friends. And I don't have, again, any kind of feeling of, oh, ha ha ha. Not at all. I actually feel like it's sad. So just wanted to put that part out there. And the thing is, we weren't functional. And that's where I go back to. I was in dysfunctional relationships. So the happy ending is that I can see where I'm not pining or wanting or feeling like I missed anything with anybody because all of it was built on a lot of pain. And if you have a relationship built on a lot of pain, that's dysfunctional. That's not healthy. So that is not where you want your pain is to be in the middle of a relationship. Having a real relationship like I have now with my husband, you know, if he decided to leave me and move on, I know that I would be hurt and I would be disappointed and all of that. But I don't have that fear either. Like I would be happy for him if I wasn't the person for him. Like, okay, there's somebody else for you. All right. 
And I would look at it completely different. At least that's what I believe, just because I feel differently about not treating people as a possession. I don't treat him as a possession. I don't treat anybody like a possession. And that's good because I used to be codependent as fuck. So (laughs) call to action. Your value is not based on someone else. It's based on you. Look at where you don't take care of you right now. Why is this important? Well, basing your attractiveness or value on someone else is never going to have you feeling good for long. And you might find it's a temporary sell to your wounds. But it's about being free of looking to someone else to confirm you are okay. Staying with someone out of fear that they're going to find someone and you put all this time and effort and energy into making them the perfect partner and then they leave, right? You feel like that's going to sell you short. And you've got to look at why are they so important, meaning more important than you. Because if you put all that time and energy into someone else, you got to look at what are you giving to yourself, right? But I know what you're thinking. But when things are good, they're really good. And I know if he or she would get it, they would realize I am it. And then I will reap the benefits of all this suffering as though you're going to get repaid for that. Just like my question to the psychic that one time, right? Yeah, we do this. And you know, I got to tell you, having been through this and being here, it is so different in how you feel. You don't feel the same. You just don't. And you look at it and you go, I would never put that kind of work into a relationship. You know, it's like resuscitating a balloon that has a hole in it, right? You just keep blowing air into it and it keeps leaking out. So you might want to look at one other thing when it comes to all that suffering you put yourself through, which is you may want to look at why you feel like you deserve punishment from your choices. So I've got four tips. One, what do you get from the relationship if it is current? Or if it's past, but you know your ex has moved on, what was the specialness that you still feel attached to? Really, it is. What is it that made you feel so attached? And sit with yourself. Don't think these answers, okay? When I ask questions and the tips, you guys, you want to really feel your way through it. What kind of feelings come up when you ask those questions? Notice in your body. Number two, now the bigger question is, if you are still looking to get something you have not gotten on a consistent basis from your partner or ex, why are you still wanting it from them? What is it you feel so hung up on and fearful? Like, what is it that you want to really pinpoint? Because this is not about consistency in terms of good. You probably got consistency in terms of problems or feeling neglected or whatever it is you felt. So... Again, you want to ask your feelings. Why is it you feel so hung up and fearful there? Number three, why does it, I'm sorry, why does what they do or say have so much to do with how you feel? Why do they control your emotional state? This has to do with a deeper belief, so look for it there. This is not about shaming yourself, okay? It's about digging deeper. Number four, what can you say or do that would be honest and vulnerable right now? And it doesn't have to be with the ex or the current relationship. It can be with anybody, but... It's really stepping through that fear and having courage, okay? Call to action. Your value is not based on someone else. It's based on you. Look at where you don't take care of you right now. You have a universal right. Yes, you do. You have the right to beat yourself up when you do not get what you want. Or see if something doesn't work. It's not a statement of your value. Over effort leads to over promising an outcome to yourself. Yeah, all that suffering, guys. Let go and allow things to be as they are. You will attract someone who matches you. It's true. When you start w- stop working so fucking hard, things change. Okay. So, and it's true. And it's hard to stop working hard, by the way. 
I get it. And I and I don't say any of this lightly. All right. I know it is. It takes time, but it takes that commitment to really digging in where the pain is. All right. You got two related podcasts. Number 315, Journey of Attachment, Upsetting the Apple Cart. And number 251, Journey of Attachment, Never Beg to be Loved. So hey, you got questions for me, got anything at all that you want an answer to, uh, you can send it to, I was going <laughs> to, I've got like 82 different email addresses. You can send it to podcast at tracycrossley.com or info at tracycrossley.com. Either one is fine. And we will put the questions into Facebook Live, which is where I usually answer questions. And that is every Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time. And I will be answering questions on a rolling basis. So send it in. You don't have to even, your, your, your name's not mentioned. It's anonymous, okay? And you can find me on social media. Just pop me into Google and you'll find me. And other than that, if you feel like you need some help, especially with the topic today, then go ahead and schedule a discovery session with me. Happiness at tracycrossley.com. See, I just mentioned three different freaking email addresses. <laughs> I have a lot more. But anyways, all right. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com. <laughs>